0: Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode one, two, three of Death Readers, the podcast where Rob and I share our thoughts and notes with each other on the books we're reading for the first time. If this is your first time listening, we suggest reading The Legend of Dritz, book six, The Halfling's Gem, chapter 19 through the end of the book before (sighs) listening to this episode. That way you too can follow along. Welcome, listener, to the book wrap party. Oh, thank God. The series rap party. The
1: series rap party. We're done. You can't make me read more.
0: Well, I mean, we read seven Harry Potter books, and so far we've only read six Dritz books. So, I mean, maybe. Shut your face.
1: The Harry Potter books were at least entertaining.
0: <laughs> um. All right. Do we have any housekeeping? Uh,
1: I can't think of any if we did. I apologize if
0: I left something off. It wasn't a pop quiz. I don't have one. Just making sure you don't, too. So, uh, let us begin with...
1: Chapter 19, Tricks and Traps.
0: Summary. After fighting a horde of were-rats, Wolfgar finds himself trapped in a room separated from his friends. But don't worry. He has company in the form of a hydra. Long story short, he kills the Hydra. Intriri scares Rasseter out of the sewers and discovers Dritz playing dead under the (laughs) ooze beast. The The two swordsmen fight for pages and pages until Intriri escapes after Dritz gains the upper hand. I have a note, but it's like at the end, I think. I don't think it has an actual... It doesn't have an actual page number, so if you've got any notes, uh, please enlighten.
1: I think I do. I'm trying to... Set up a note for later that I meant to write down earlier. I apologize. 239. Oh, this is just when Wolfgard is going from one room to another, and I'm like, if this is going to be a gelatinous cube, I'm going to be mildly disappointed. (laughs) Um, Oh, no, it's a Hydra. Uh, Just because they kept talking about how square the room was, I was like, hmm. Mm. I would have been amused slash disappointed. Uh, 243. I appreciate. that. Here's one thing I actually liked. Here's a positive... Note from this section of the book, a hydra fight. Let me buckle in. A hydra fight that didn't involve decapitation. I know. At this, it seems like when you introduce a hydra, especially in a movie, you're only doing it because you're gonna have that moment of cutting the head off, and oh no, you shouldn't have done that. Here's our special effect, our our set piece. Um, Didn't do that. Good for them.
0: Yeah. Can you think of any other hero who's killed a hydra just by? Killing the heads instead of lopping them off. I mean, no, it's... that was
1: that was really intelligent. I'm like, oh, does that right? count? Can you I don't just smash know. it? Holy I
0: don't crap!
1: Know. No, I, I, it... I mean, I guess Hercules in the animated film crushed it with rocks, so that probably killed some of the heads. Unless we're thinking that's just body damage. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't. I, I'm never. I guess it. It's fiction, so I guess it, it depends on what your rules for Hydras are. Is it like any damage is regrown, or is it? specifically, like, they're immune to slashing damage or whatever. Because uh, I'm fairly confident and that this, fire this is the Sorry, v- way to get rid of Hydra. I, I think fire is one of the ways you can get rid of a Hydra head. a uh, cauterize it, I believe, but...
1: No, I often I, think I, of a Hydra as a behemoth of a multi-headed dragon, but this sounded like it was a lot more room-sized.
0: Yes. I don't know. Sure. Nope. Okay. I mean, you're
1: you're my guide in this world. It
0: didn't... It. I don't feel like this book guided us enough to know, but I... Fair enough. I, I don't know. Fair enough.
1: Um, 245. I'm only going to complain. I'm not going to save it for later. Um, he used sublimating twice in the same chapter.
0: Nice. Way to go. Uh, 246.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'd really hope this was the end of Entreri, but I have a bigger rant about that later.
0: Yay. That's it. All right. My note is, am I mistaken or wasn't it mentioned once that Entreri has some sort of magical advantage to his swordsmanship? Like a demonic pact or something? It
1: was implied.
0: Was it not implied at some point?
1: I believe it was. There was, there was, it was, it was written carefully.
0: Right. It was like the deal he made or some fucking weird shit like that yeah i'm not crazy right like that was i, be- I
1: believe so uh i looked up in afterwards on the wiki um but i didn't look too much into his history so i mm. I, I missed that
0: sorry i mean i if i'm misremembering that then apologies but i also kind of worry that it may have been the thing that was in there and and if it doesn't ever pay off maybe it was a mistake maybe <laughs> it was like a, a a loose end he just forgot but uh uh, it, I I have a memory that it happened. I just couldn't tell you when or where. I will I will be happy to look it up later while, <laughs> cool. we're, while we're recording. Don't worry. I also only have a overview note of this chapter, which was that I felt like it had too much repartee, and
1: it was not even that fun Princess Bride repartee. It was that leering eh, repartee that just shut the fuck up. Shut up. Yeah. God, shut up. Yeah. Or if you're gonna if you're gonna be if you're gonna do repartee, do Inigo Montoya, do you know Secret of Monkey Island? Have fun with it. Otherwise, Jesus man, come on.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah.
1: I, I guess I don't mind a few jibes because you're trying to get them to lose their cool. But this was
0: ridiculous. Too ridiculous for me. Do you have any more notes in that chapter? No. All right. What's the next chapter? Chapter twenty: Black and White. Summary. Dritz chases down in and wounds the assassin's eye, but unfortunately the bad guy escapes in a completely predictable and unpleasing way. Wolfgar makes it out of the sewers and into the Thieves' Guild, and continues his escape by by destroying a chandelier between himself and the streets above? Was that what I was... No, it's it's just a, it's a typo, and I have no idea what the right word is supposed to be.
1: I think we can call it a chandelier. I don't. But it, care. It, it's
0: not even that. I know he destroys a chandelier know, eventually, sure. but that's not what this word is. It's like
1: he burst... I remember him bursting. He comes through out the of the sewer. It, it's like yeah. a
0: sewer, a sewer drain. Because the
1: the yeah, it like it like gradually gets you know into the basement of the thieves guild, and he bursts through a door and kills four guards, or at least runs by them, and he gets slightly more opulent as he goes up, and then he's out.
0: Yeah, I'm and just gonna say that. it's a, he destroys a door, destroys that's a door that. between himself and the streets above. Uh, Pasha Pook and Laval find a way to magically extract Regis from the astral plane alright I have a note at the end of the chapter
1: so I got a note on page 251 bring it and this is where I shouted out loud in my house nobody was home fuck you fuck you fuck you to this book the whole caddy bee has got her arrow knocked not notched knocked and she's about to draw down on Encherry. and Dritz says he is mine and I'm like this is some bullshit it made me mad. It's stupid. Take out your enemies.
0: Well, also Never like and however you can. Well, also like it, it. goes against this whole idea that Salvatore is trying to have his cake and eat it too here because he keeps writing that Dritz doesn't want revenge. He doesn't. He doesn't need that. He's not hunting in Triri on at night when he after at the end of the book. Of course not. Brunor suspects that he is, but he's not. But also he you know, he also wants to kill himself and it's like, well, sure. Isn't that sort of vindictive? Isn't that sort of vengeful? Isn't that sort of, well, but there's, like, there's the righteous revenge,
1: which is, I think what they're saying he is. And that big guy with the dog's revenge.
0: Oh yeah. In the first
1: book or second book, or I don't know. Book, McGristle. Book. McGristle.
0: Roddy McGristle. Roddy McGristle.
1: Best name. Probably the Pretty best good name, come name out of these books. Just that name. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we can talk about Entreri now since he's barely in the rest of it. Yeah. He uh, goes on to be in many, 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 many books. Great. Goes by the name of like Barabbas the Grey. Also gets his own fleet of animals. He and Dritz never become friends but have a grudging relationship and work together and shit. Uh, it's Bullshit. It's, it, I, I hate it. I hate it all. I hate it for a week. Yeah, it sounds boring. Um, just and which kind of leads into my next note. Every 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 time these books make an interesting uh, advance, Salvatore neutralizes it somehow. You know, like they go to X. This is different. Oh, you know, Regis comes back uh, from the other plane with the cat. It just it's a whole. Everything feels like a waste of time. Yeah, that's every, okay, every yeah. time we deviate from the status quo, we come back and we haven't necessarily learned anything. We haven't grown. We're just, Meh. yeah. And I'm not happy with it. Do you yeah. have a note or an overview? Uh,
0: my, my end of the chapter note is if they could pull Regis from the astral plane, why couldn't they pull Guinevere? Would that anchor her to the material plane permanently?
1: I mean, like like your knowledge of Hydrolore, I feel like i that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh person to talk to about this. No uh,
0: I, I do it I, I don't actually want to put the responsibility to answer it on you it's no, just no. The, it's the question that came to me at this point in the chapter and I was just like uh, what I mean I know that he, he's Dritz had mentioned in a previous book at some point the idea that like well why would he ever try to make guinevere permanently with him because then she wouldn't be able to go home and heal? on the astral plane and wouldn't it be she's essentially immortal as long as she goes back like she's immortal as long as she has the tie to that plane so why risk that even though he can't spend all of his time with her because she has to be there for like a week at a time or whatever the fucking rules are whatever they conveniently fit salvatore's needs yep that was that's my note that's all i got fair enough uh so the next chapter is
1: chapter 21 where no sun shines
0: uh, I have a note on the chapter's title before we move on to the summary, which was, uh, is this a butt joke? Where Like, where the sun don't shine. First, we have Pasha poop. And now this. Uh, my good sir, fuck this book. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, Support it. You
0: have to uh, Seconded. Um, um. Here's the summary. Dritz and his companions make their way through the guildhouse, killing scores of were as they reunite with Wolfgar. But, before they can find Regis, Laval banishes them to a demonic plane. Inspired by his friend's sacrifices, Regis makes a desperate move to attack Pashapuk and retrieve Guinevere before using Laval's scepter to transport himself somewhere, probably wherever Dritz ended up. That's what happens in that chapter. Yep. Um, couple notes.
1: I notice that the where rats were now referred to as rat mm. quite a few times, but I thought maybe, maybe that's his distinction between where, rat is, where rat is the creature rat man is the stage of transformation. Mm. It is mm. in maybe yeah. say that, you know, let us know that's what you're thinking. Don't just use words and hope that we're going to catch up.
0: Yes. If, 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 if those words are supposed to help delineate between the audience's understanding of the transformation form of, the said uh, lycanthrope, mm-hmm. then, uh, he you should exceptionally let us know ahead of time which one means what, because I just imagine them all as basically humans all the time. Yeah,
1: there's a a bit of <laughs> he, he had a turn of phrase that really kind of cheesed me off. Uh, that was on page 260. Clearly, Wolfgar is fighting the Ratman. The Warhammer cracked onto a skull of one Ratman with enough force to break his ankles. Okay, that's cool. And the other, blanching under his brown fur, probably technically true, but that seems like a waste of sentence. My my book is longer because of that line, which seems really stupid. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that his flesh paled underneath his brown fur because he was so scared. Fine. Nobody could see that. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, it really just... So many times I wanted to throw this book because I could I could feel the end. It, with every page turn, my, my onus was that much less. And yet
0: <laughs> God, it just angered me. Yeah.
1: And then we get more dwarf comedy. With, yeah. With uh with uh Brunor doing his running, 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 and then the door opened and wackiness, slapstick. That's it. All i know right. this is this is a nitpicky episode but i don't care anymore
0: <laughs> i know we're gonna keep doing it it's, it's okay. almost over all right what's the next chapter chapter
1: 22 the rift
0: summary dritz and his companions find themselves in a hellish plane where they're beset by demons and monsters regis appears and throws them the scepter that's the key to escaping the realm Caddy Bree falls into the depths of hell as she attempts to retrieve the scepter. A bunch of other stuff happens, but basically Brunor and Wolfgar escape through the Talos loop, or whatever it's called. Regis escapes with Guinevere to her plane, and the chapter ends with Dritz attempting to rescue Caddy Bree. I have no notes. That's just what fucking happens in it.
1: Uh, note nitpick on the very first sentence. Smoke emanating from the very ground they stood upon, wafted by drearily. Just more of that filigree writing he does. I feel like if you're gonna use the the very ground, the the, the very that way, if you're in, from the very ground, you need to say smoke was everywhere, as if emanating from the very ground. That's how you say. It. That's how you would fucking work that in. Right. Don't just because it sounds fancy and medieval, just throw it in there. There's a poetry to it, man. Come on. Yeah, I feel you. Two sixty nine also same page. Brunor refers to both Wolfgar and Bree as his children I thought you may have a note on that <laughs>
0: so hot you mentioned it last <laughs> well mm. um this scene Well, 271 Ste- step barbarian what are you doing
1: <laughs> I don't find that funny at all I don't get it <laughs>
0: I'm stuck in no, this Talos loop. Mm, and how and no am I going to get out?
1: Except for standards and practices, would we refer to each other by that designation? Okay. Uh, 271. <laughs> uh, where they're on the platform, one of the walkways in Tartarus or whatever variation of Hell. Which, I like that there's Tartarus, Hades, and the Nine Hells. Which so there's
0: 11 Hells?
1: Apparently there's 11 Hells. There's seven to eleven hells, but this scene where they're on the platform and they're fighting the Demandand... Demandand? Dimondan. No, okay, that is actually the cover of the reprint. Oh, is it? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, because I happened to I I think I looked up earlier the um, would you call it the Taurus loop? Uh,
0: yeah, whatever. I just I, I just, I just wanted
1: cool. to look it up and see what someone and there was like a rough colored pencil sketch that was on the wiki and then various covers of the halfling's gym, the one we have and this scene on the reprint. So that was, I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, That's after it. reading this book, I got to say, uh, what a weird cover to choose for the one we have. I mean, I, I, I can see
1: it making sense in that they're pursuing the whole point of the book is pursuing Regis. And this is a shot of pursuit happening.
0: I guess it, Certainly feels like a very it's one of the worst moments in the book though yes. like is this the problem i have with it is there's nothing about this scene that made this book better and so to pick that scene mm-hmm. as the cover art snapshot seems like an odd disconnect from the book itself i would kind of expect honestly more of like honestly the the thing i would i would want to see here all right you know what We've read the book. You tell me. Be as honest with yourself as you can. What of this whole book? You've read the whole thing. Okay. What image do you think is the image that really represents the feeling that you got out of this book? <laughs> or, or the not the feeling you got, but like, but like, because I don't what want you to I, get distracted. What What's the snapshot of the book? That, sure. A thing that happens in the book that you feel like would have been a good shot for the cover.
1: I keep wanting to go to like something on the boats but I'm not sure how much detail you could get in the one boat following the other. Cause they were never following that hard upon, but I feel like something with that might've been good. Uh, yeah. I mean, even, even if it was just Regis on his boat with a you know, looming behind him, hand on his shoulder, like you're not going anywhere would have been a, a better cover
0: for me. That is absolutely one of the three options I was thinking of. Okay, was absolutely a depressed Regis with Artemis and Tiri sort of lording over him on the ba- on the on the deck of a ship mm-hmm. that's just going off into nothingness, into emptiness. Just just a, a, like you don't see the other ship chasing them or anything. You just see that sadness of Regis being captive. Right. Um, the other it's, two. It's it's your Han Solo and Carbonite moment. Yes, exactly. Um, your other two that I that I came up with quickly. Because I didn't prepare this conversation, um, was uh, a snapshot of the duel between Dritston and Treey in the sewer. I think that's what you're looking for, because it's 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 a, a Dritston book, right? So you kind of want to mm-hmm. have on the cover, maybe. So that would be an option. My last one that I think is honestly my my favorite, a like worm's eye view from behind. So so it's a worm's eye view up of Pasha Pook standing really tall. With the halfling's gem it dangling from its string, holding over himself, as he's he's like leering and, and like looking evil at a the back of a, of a halfling's head who's laying on his back on the floor, like trying to to scoot away. Oh, okay. Uh, so you just see the back of the halfling as this scary old wizard man or whatever his title is is lording this gem over him, because that's what the book's kind of about. It's about that. It's about resolving that conflict
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna add another one even though that is that is probably the most accurate for the title um wolfgar in front of the Taurus loop yeah and ringed in the loop is a misty world of monsters but maybe they're all around the edges and in the distance there is a shadowy approaching
0: right yeah it would have been fine all of it wouldn't any of that shit would have been fine um anyway yep okay (laughs) yeah okay Uh, Anything else in that chapter? No. Then let us move forward to... Chapter 23, If Ever You Loved Catty Bree. Summary. The fighting continues. Brunor fights Laval and Pasha Pook. Wolfgar fights demons at the Hellmouth. And Dritz fights demons and tries to save Catty Bree. It's simply an extension of the action from the previous chapter. Yep. I do, however, have a note. Oh, because I do not. Page 286. Brunor insists Caddy Bree abhors killing. That's weird, considering how many things she's killed or tried to kill. Fuck this book.
1: (laughs) Nothing is constant.
0: Nothing's constant. The the, the thing, well, it's not that nothing's constant. It's that the gravitas of these characters' personalities are inconsistent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The idea that Dritz, like I said earlier, he, he simultaneously doesn't, he wants revenge, but also doesn't. She as abhors killing, but will f- like completely annihilate Grey Dwarves and Hydras and Were-Rats, Demon Dons or whatever they're fucking called. She'll kill all that. Sh- you cannot tell me she's, she's so good with her bow and arrow that she's making non-lethal paralyzing hits to all of them that aren't really ouchies at all. Like, like it's not, no, fuck that. She hits the hydra in one of its heads. She's, she's, she's killed plenty of shit. There is a, there's a weird out of place conversation she has with Dritz earlier about how he shouldn't want to kill. We talked about it last episode about like, what, what are you talking about? He shouldn't kill. It's what they fucking do. It's all of the shit you guys do. He's not a brutal like drow assassin. Like he, like the people he grew up with. Mm -hmm. No, he's not one of them but we already know that we already know he's not one of those people. So what I just feel like it's a, it's just, it's bullshit. It's just stupid, inconsistent bullshit.
1: Maybe it's like Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. You can't know what character motivation is, or it can't be constant at
0: the same time. I think you've just explained why it's not worth reading. (laughs) Um,
1: It's a unifying theory.
0: Yeah, that's all I've got there.
1: The Salvatore Principle.
0: Okay. okay? i got nothing. Then let us advance to... Chapter 24, Interplanar Goo. Summary. With a title as bawdy as Interplanar Goo, you'd expect it to be more rebald. But no, it's just more fighting. Everyone survives and reunites, and Guinevere kills Pasha Pook. Regis gets his gem back, and Brunor suggests that with it, the halfling may take control of the Thieves' Guild. Rasseter returns in Treri's jeweled dagger uh, before the assassin murders the were rat and skulks into the shadows to heal and return again someday. That's all I have for that chapter.
1: I got one note just because I'm constantly amazed by this and, and I'm always wanting other people's take on it. Cause I, I, I just, I'm like, is that realistic? Uh, very first part of the chapter, very first section. Brunor does this whole bit where he's underneath the giant stooped low and dashed between the giant's legs, strained up quickly, the single horn on his helmet, putting the poor eunuch up on its toes. Little ha-ha, the horn to the butt, or crotch joke. For the second time that day, its eyes crossed and it tumbled. There's this thing in media, usually visual, where it makes more sense, where someone gets bite bit on the butt, and you know, if it's a kid's movie, or kicked in the groin, or even has an orgasm, and their eyes cross in this comical way. Is that something that would ever happen? Like, I can understand if you get hit in the head, and you're like, ugh, and you get double vision, your eyes would be crossing. Not that com- comedic. Would your eyes cross in any other situation?
0: Not without you deliberately making them cross, I don't think. I don't think eye-crossing is a natural thing.
1: It's just presented so often that I'm just... Am I Am I missing something?
0: No, I think. I think it's presented... Like, you you're, you, got it. It's presented like seeing stars or, or birds.
1: So, like it's kind of wasted in, a, in print.
0: Well, unless, unless Salvatore is doing that thing that a lot of authors do where they are on their third or sixth book and they decide, shit, I better start writing for the movie. Or I better start writing for the animated series. I yeah. better start writing the bits in that I want to see in these moments. Uh, That's that a certain...
1: Up possibility but i will say it doesn't even play as well as those lame uh disney tween shows where somebody gets whatever and goes yeah okay yep that's my one note all right let's plan our goo
0: let's move on to chapter 25 a walk in the sun summary The party heals and rests before planning to travel north back to Mithril Hall. Regis stays behind as the new master of the Thieves' Guild and makes many enticing offers to Dritz in the hopes of luring the elf to his side. Dritz refuses, of course. Though, I don't have any notes, but the main offer in this is that he... he, Regis tries to buy Guinevere from Dritz, and it's obviously a laughable offer. It's ridiculous. It's just... It's honestly weirdly out of touch, like... It would have been maybe I I feel like it might have been more believable if Regis had instead said, I entertain the idea of offering making you an offer for the cat. But I can see that I even even with my new vast wealth, I I couldn't uh, entice you to part with the the beast, whatever.
1: See my unifying theory that character motivation can't be constant. Yeah. And observed. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah i've got nothing here
0: yeah it's fucking that's that's all i have
1: uh say it just come on give it, give it to me. okay come so
0: on. let's 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 move on to
1: the epilogue for real
0: <laughs> summary the heroes take back mithril hall caddy Bree and wolfgar are set to marry and dritz may have found a consort of his own but before the book is finished regis appears covered in golden gems seemingly running away from trouble yet again
1: I have one note. Do you have, I have any a, notes? I
0: have, I have a note. Uh-huh. Uh, I have two notes. I, I have a note that's not written down, and I'll say it first. Why the fuck was there so much action in the epilogue that we just glossed over? Like, for for these books to take so much fucking time doing so little to, to then go through the presumably epic adventure of retaking Mithril Hall and right. and and like relegate it to a summary epilogue chapter. Right. Is... Even
1: even the scouring of the shire got like its own couple chapters, I think. Yeah, and, uh, and, the, and the Lord of the Rings. This is just—it's. Like, I thought I thought it was going to be a big part of the next trilogy. Like, yeah, move on Mithril Hall for the next book, but that would somehow still be part of the next trilogy.
0: Th- this reads like he didn't expect to have more books. And he wanted to say, well, this does happen. Like an like, uh, American Graffiti ending kind of thing where it's like, well, this does happen. <laughs> um, yeah. My other my other note is just a question. How many fingers did Regis lose exactly? I feel like two. Two and a,
1: a barb through the hand?
0: I feel like two and a big old spike through the hand. But you think about uh,
1: all of his beringed fingers?
0: but I'm just thinking about why it's never like it is yet to ever be addressed again. Like it's yet to be mentioned like, Oh yeah. And he's missing fingers or, Oh yeah. His fingers have been regrown. Right. <laughs> like that's just, it's not something we've heard. And I, I, whatever. Uh, um, my,
1: my one note. Mm-hmm. Oh God. It's over.
0: <laughs> yep. It's true. Um, do you have a, an overview?
1: Yeah. I think not of the book per se, but of the series. Yeah. I think Salvatore is probably a person whose personal politics would not offend my own. I think we're like-minded like that. I think he probably loves playing D&D. I think he loves uh, running campaigns. This, I, I really started to feel how this felt like, you know, like Wolfgar entered one room and there was a door opposite him or he could fight the monster. He went through the other, I'm like, oh, he's just trying to take his campaigns, his personal campaigns he's run, and turn them into, we've talked about this before, but I mean, that's what it's, and so I think people who really like to play D&D and maybe couldn't because they couldn't get together with their friends or they didn't have that group would read these as sort of a way to get around that, be like the next best thing. I didn't do that, didn't have an affinity for it, and was hoping for uh, more of a story that would, you know, hook me in. It's like that new Dune movie that was made for people who've read the books, but if you hadn't, you're just sitting through a lot of sweeping vistas. Except not. That's just the
0: first thing that came to mind. Look, I didn't like these books. Really good metaphor.
1: <laughs> Shut up.
0: Good. You have anything else to say about these books? I don't, or think, this I book? don't think,
1: I don't it's, think, it's, it's more the same.
0: Well, on this book specifically, for, for my overview I want to appreciate this book's messages about race and society because I think that they're valid, valuable, and insightful. Uh, But this book isn't a good adventure story, and it's really, at the end of the day, not a story about a character's race. That's just peppered into it. Yeah, Uh, It's really a story about a boring quest that happens to have a couple of gleaming moments of social commentary that are really important again for what i believe to be the target demographic of these books especially at the time when they were written i've said that many times uh and i think that 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 still holds true at the end of this series uh that those are valuable lessons for for kids especially to learn uh if they couldn't learn it in their real lives maybe they can learn it in fantasy and i think that that's great but in terms of a book it's boring it's slow it's not really fun. I found myself more than not feeling like this book was a chore to read than a joy to read. And when that's the reality, you have to accept that it's not a good book. I don't care about someone's personal... I, I, I mean, fair phrase. Uh, you may have your own personal nostalgia value and factor to playing into how much you enjoy this book or how much you revere this book or how much you cherish this book. But I I, like with the Harry Potter series, I challenge you to read it. (laughs) And I believe that if you actually read it, you would find the problems I saw, or at least maybe you could. And those are, I don't enjoy seeing those problems. I want to be whisked away and, and just, enthralled and, and thrilled and if it takes if that takes 190 pages that's great i would rather read 190 good pages than 313 mostly shit pages <laughs> so so i i and and we just we just didn't get what what I there's so many opportunities that these books have. I guess that's that's the overall thing I think that I feel about these books is they're just so many wasted opportunities to do something really cool and they just do something basic. Yeah. So uh you know, I'm disappointed. Uh I am glad it's over. I'm glad we read them. I appreciate your, you know, stick to iting it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but, but I, I'm, I'm glad it's done. And I, I, yeah. Um, I, I would like though, in, in the spirit of appreciating the, like, in, in the spirit of uh, silver linings. Okay. I would like to try to go back and remember the, the, the few moments we did like in these six books i'll start just start rattling and maybe i'll trigger you to remember some others that you have forgotten or been they've been beaten out of you okay. but um when brunor creates the hammer um it's good You're that right. was that was really fun when um that was it <laughs>
1: there was there was something else right there were i just I, <laughs> no, I know. Was it was too it was too
0: good yeah. not to pass up uh um i am ha- oh the the fight i i do believe that like these elements with the mask were really good these interstitial bits with this like the explaining how the mask is sort of a curse and a blessing and how that's a, a great metaphor for uh what for racism and, and, and oh, like, yeah that's something really good
1: you know just to pause your positive retrospective there's also the bit at the end where he gives the mask to Regis Regis, what's Regis gonna, can, can you look like anything you want?
0: I don't know and I don't, but it doesn't it's not important for that, it's important because it's just Dritz casting it aside he, sure, 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 he, yeah. I'm just,
1: it just made me wonder what use would he have of it, but I guess it doesn't matter. He could
0: sell it, Why, what use did the banshee have for it? It was her special treasure,
1: which they stole from her.
0: Yeah, now she can come take it back from Regis better Anyway. Uh, there's there's that scene where uh, Dritz's sister tries to fuck him. That was great.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, I like I like that. <laughs> there was that one creature that got turned into the giant cockroach, but then killed the wizard before it could turn him back. And uh, died. Clacker. Clacker.
0: Yeah, Clacker was kind of cool, Clacker and a completely cool. disappointing exp- uh, death. Yeah, um, there was that. I, I liked the big brain in the Ethilid city.
1: You did like the big brain. I,
0: I feel like it was it wasn't done well enough, but I really I liked that. I I liked. Um, man, what's the fucking gnome with the 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 hammer hands? <laughs>
1: right. I forget his uh, I name. I don't remember his name. Either. Dritz
0: would remember his name because Dritz would never forget his name, <laughs> except when he did forget his name, which was still bullshit.
1: I really liked around that same time when they were fighting the like lava creatures. Okay. And you looked up and you saw that like it was like they were in a deep well of a basement of something. Remember that? I was like, you're like, what's up there? Is it a wizard school? Is it a magical oh, yeah. academy? Is it an old castle? I don't know. I like that. I wanted to know more about that.
0: Yeah. Um, that was cool. I kind of liked the relationship Drift had with his dad.
1: Yeah. I guess but it that's... would felt better if it was, if, if, if I know these books were written first, but if they had, you know, written more about that in here, because it feels like once those that prequel trilogy was over, we never mentioned him again, so it, it, it just helped undercut it.
0: Yeah, um, I I do like Guinevere as a character. I think that that's a fun element, and it's a fun like Pokemon kind of thing mm-hmm. to have, and that's that's sort of fun. Um, I know that there were other things we read in this book though, these books though that we had like a couple. There were these. There I know that there was chapters where we were like, yes, this we want. Th- oh, there was the scene when when Wolfgar and Dritz clear out the giant uh den.
1: I see was death the- or. No.
0: Oh, yeah, Icing Death was great too. Icing Death was good. Okay. But no, when they go back to they hunt down those uh those uh the the like the half giants that start with a V, uh I forget what they're called, but they're like it's during the invasion of, of uh Icewind Dale. Right. Or or whatever it is, where they right, right, right. they go into the to the, the the caverns where the giants have set up their it's it's the same it's the same caverns where Dritz finds the communicating per- pink. I think it's a pink mirror or something. Yeah. Maybe I missed. I think it was a mirror that made pink smoke. Yeah. Um, stepped
1: around it. So it wouldn't be seen.
0: Right. Um, that sequence that remember that whole sequence was when we were like, Dritz was becoming like very Douglas Fairbanks. He was becoming right, he very, became a like, swashbuckler for, he a, became for amazing, a hilarious, goofy, guy who stabs food with his sword and then eats it off the uh, like shit and like that. If there had that. been
1: candles, he would have cut them off and they would have said you missed and he would have picked it up and go, did I?
0: Right, right. It was it was great. And we don't I don't believe we got any of that shit again. I really don't think that the same flavor came back in the rest of the 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 following two or three books.
1: Nope. Uh I really liked Caddy Bree's bow.
0: Yeah, that was a fun bow. I kind of liked wolfgar or not wolfgar but uh brunor's fiery berserker death uh, on the shimmer gloom except mm. that except for that shimmer gloom was a fucking waste of a cool name and a cool looking dragon yeah like it didn't do anything i mean if we're ever
1: <laughs> don't <laughs> i don't want to get too close to just bitching yeah, about don't, everything don't get corrupted because yet. it's yeah. too easy to say what we hated it's about far this. Too
0: easy. Um, uh, I mean, honestly, I, I think it kind of ends there. <laughs> like, it might, it might have a steep drop off there for me.
1: The, the wizards who were super interested in <gasps> the in Dritz were kind of interesting. The the uh the super depressed monks. Oh, I meant I meant the the heart spells who were like poking, har- and prodding yeah. him. Yeah, but I forgot about the depressed monks. The crying monks was it or yeah, something? something
0: like that. I liked them. I liked them because they were so. It was such a. I felt like it was a really contrary thing. <laughs> to have in a uh, an adventure story is like oh this is a whole group of acolytes who are devotees to sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's fucking great. I think that's hilarious. That's like a Monty Python bit. Like oh we're <laughs> we're we're the monks of crying. Like all we do is sob. That's fucking great. I that love it. Pretty good. Um I can see that. maybe I, I mean I uh, it might, it really is getting closer and closer to just being done at this point because I I uh, I do like Roddy McGriddle as a character's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else about him sucks. I
1: nope nope that's hated. <laughs> I liked okay let's say it this way I liked the part where Brunor I liked I liked when Brunor ate the dog's leg I liked when that was over, I never <laughs> mentioned again.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember you liking when that was over. Um, <laughs> I speaking of eating things, I I actually did really like the scene where the uh, the monsters in the end of the third prequel book. So is that Sojourn? Sounds right. Because I think it's Homeland Exile Sojourn. I yeah, believe. There's
1: the one word um, titles. I believe.
0: Yeah. So in Sojourn. There's the sequence where the monster eats the the family of farmers. I liked that scene because it was really gross and really brutal. And it felt like I remember I may have said this in the show, but I remember feeling like it felt like a grim fairy tale where like they don't yeah. hold back. This monster eats these people like whole or in bits. It's horrific. It's awful. It's monstrous. And that's what happened. That's just you have to have these monstrous things so you can come back to be a hero.
1: I I enjoyed as much as we got of it, though it was maybe five percent as much as I wanted. Uh, the the bit of CSI we got with the um, the ranger who was tracking the what's her face's sister, Don Falconhand, Don Falconhand, whatever Falconhand. Uh, how she, you know, was trying to figure out what killed the family. Dove. It, dove.
0: That was that was that was fun enough. But also, oh, as we acknowledge at the time, a ripoff of a sequence that happens in Lord of the Rings.
1: There's a murder mystery plot in Lord of the Rings
0: no but there is that like sequence where aragorn arrives at the forest edge and looks at the battlefield where the goblins were slain. oh sure the goblins were here their hands were tied
1: no 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 i i'm I'm with you i just i liked it it felt more like watching a mystery not not a tracking scene so
0: yeah yep 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 um i don't i don't feel the need to go any further yeah I, i really don't um because at this point, I'm gonna just start talking about shit I didn't like. But it's, I am... it's hard.
1: It's hard to not. Yeah. I'm like I didn't like Dritz's magical weapons. They never excited
0: me. I didn't. I mean, I could just keep going. So they I'm had really weird names too. I, I, I. Anyway, let's. And the inconsistencies about like like you know what I can say now that what happened to the gemmed scimitar that Dritz got from Mushy.
1: I like... I, there's a thing. I liked Mushi before I met Mushi. Yeah. When liked Mushi my existed Mushi? only in my imagination, in <laughs> your imagination? Yes. That when Mushi was fantastic.
0: When Mushi was just Snarf, but like yeah. a, a, a a dritz version of Snarf. Yeah. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, that's basically what Regis is. Regis yeah. is essentially Snarf. Yep. He's full, essentially useless, causes more trouble than he's worth, and whines the whole time.
1: Yeah, I think we never saw... That sword again, or came to understand it was special in any way?
0: Because he loses it was... one sword, right? And then he gets a magic one, and he gets another magic one. Um, I don't remember because they don't mention it enough. Um,
1: because he's got twinkle. Yeah. And another sword.
0: He's got well, he's got the sword he got from icing death, right? Frost I- icing fang or something like that, ice fang. And then there's Twinkle. I kind of like that
1: body hoarder the weird tribe had, where the guy turned into the horse monster.
0: Yeah, that was weird, but also pointless and dumb. Well, if you're doing it again, I'm sorry. It's just stay like stay good, stay good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, nope. I, I'm. I mean. No, that's fair. Anyway. Anyway. Well, it's it's over. We've we've finished six books. Were you gonna say something about having six books? You said you were gonna. No. Well, I've got I've got
1: the 3 cuz I think some of them I got digitally. Uh, some I bought digitally, some I checked out digitally, but I've got 3 here I'm going to get the fuck rid of. <laughs> I will either give them back to the person who gave me the crystal shard and be like here's two more or I'll just put them in one of the local lending, you know, street library, corner library things. Or maybe there'll be some neighborhood kid who these will mean something to, which go for it
0: yeah i mean may, in the best case scenario maybe the kid will read this stuff that's clearly about racism and it would mean something but holy shit you have to read through a lot of nonsense to get there yeah so i'm grateful that that's over um all right well uh that brings us to a new word alert <laughs> You ready? Yep. Crinoline.
1: Crinoline. Crinoline. I want to say it's some kind of dress or apron.
0: Yes. You're so close. Is it an apron?
1: Uh, What's coming uh, to mind is actually what a pinafore is, which is what, like, you know, that weird white apron smock Alice wears over her blue dress.
0: Sort of the other direction.
1: Is it an underwear?
0: kind of a crinoline is an open weave fabric of horsehair or cotton that is usually stuffed and used especially f- for interlinings and millinery or a full stiff skirt or underskirt made of crinoline also a hoop skirt huh
1: i knew it was clothing
0: you were so close man
1: i was close all right well i've got a new word
0: whoa Sublimate. Sublimate. Um, I believe sublimate means to, uh, like, hide. Um. Does it mean to conceal? Uh,
1: yes and no. To divert. Ah. To divert the expression of an instinctual desire or impulse from its unacceptable form to one that is considered more socially or culturally acceptable. So you would be hiding your first reaction. So yeah, in okay. that sense, yeah. Um, or to pass directly from solid to the vapor state.
0: Oh yes. I do know that version of sublimate I, I, yes, that's sorry. I should have known that. exactly. That's okay. um, I, I didn't No, we, you and I talked about that when it came to drone training, did we not? Because that's a sublimation is, is exactly you that process right. by which, uh, matter transfers from one state bypassing another to the, the third. So either from solid to gaseous, completely bypassing liquid, or the other way around, which I think it's less than well, if it skips
1: two states and goes to the fourth? Uh, I don't know. If it goes directly from solid to plasma.
0: Isn't plasma between liquid and air or liquid no, and shut solid? Up.
1: It's the fourth state. Jerk.
0: I don't know okay the answer is I don't know I thought okay. it was
1: being tricksy and this is why I failed a lot of my school assignments
0: because you just decided what was real and then you <laughs> wrote it down <laughs>
1: ho, 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 ho. yes but also because I was always looking for the loophole in whatever I was told
0: instead of instead of just just understanding things yes oh what a curse um, it, it was I'm you. too smart to learn I'll I was not trick too my smart way out of to this learn there's a distinction here I
1: <laughs> was too clever to learn
0: wow too smart to admit you were too smart got it <sighs> way to go all right well i guess that's the end of death readers is there something is there
1: a key phrase i'm supposed to? i charge thee <laughs> to name the next what? book
0: oh no all right well spook
1: simber <laughs> since we we missed Halloween and we missed mostly we're missing Spook we're gonna go right into spooksember with a spooky book.
0: All right. So yes, we have a spooky book to read. So Excellent. I have a, a list I have a pile of six spooky books. Excellent. Um, so here we go. Uh, and for those of you who is your first time listening, the way we do this is we're gonna have six books. Uh, we'll list them one through six, and then we'll roll a chance cube. And it will determine our fate for the next reading. Corresponding Chance Cube side corresponds with book in sequence. So, book number one. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Stephen King's Carrie. Oh, yes. Book one, Stephen King's Carrie.
1: Just because he's fun to
0: read. Book two is going to be a little book called Monster by... Ailey Martinez. The cover says Crypto Biological Containment and Rescue Service. So I feel like it's a book about hunting monsters.
1: I believe it's kind of funny too.
0: Maybe a comic comedy book. Next in slot three is Meddling Kids. Oh,
1: I've only read half of it, so that's that's good.
0: Another sort of horror comedy in the stylings of a scooby-doo. The cover boasts that it has high jinx. (laughs) Next, we stop fucking around and we pull out Red Dragon. (sighs) So that's slot four.
1: That was for me. That's like a birthday present. Thank you.
0: Uh, in slot five, we have the, uh, you may call it Granddaddy Dracula. Nice
1: edition.
0: Oh, this whole thing? <laughs> and then in the number six slot, we have one of the many books written by a personal favorite, R.L. Stein. You son of a bitch. A little book called. Piano lessons can be murder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Think of it this way: if we land on number six, it'll be like a one-one <laughs> one episode. It'll be one episode, one week episode. Just like, oh, look at that! We're done. It's. Is it literally? Oh, it's twenty-eight chapters. Um,
1: we might just forego chapters and do page numbers. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Probably. Okay, because I've—I mean, I've read some Goosebumps in the r- relatively recent uh, period, <laughs> um, and boy, did some of those chapters not do shit. <laughs> so, all right, one through six, we've have them listed. <sighs> Chance cube is. Ready to go? I'm trying to figure out where should I? I guess right in front of me.
1: over, over to the side by your over, the side of your computer. You can yeah. see here. Yeah. Well, I. Okay.
0: okay. Goodness. It's important that we have transparency. Sure. All right. I guess this is it. This is the moment of, of truth. What is it? What's it on? What? What's it on, Rob? I didn't... I can't look. What's it on? God damn it. What's it on, Rob? God damn it.
1: <laughs> I hate you so much. Uh, well... I guess uh, we're going to read piano lessons can be murder. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I agreed um, to this. So that's fine. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I mean, the odds were in your favor.
1: Do you want to roll it again so we have the next book right after it?
0: No, because there would need to be a six slot and that would, I mean, that would have to be another Christmas book. (laughs) That's fine. So, looks like it's Piano Lessons Can Be Murder, a scholastic publication from R. Lee Stein. Well, uh, Okay. <laughs> there you have it. There we are. I guess we're moving on to this. Well, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say as before we move on?
1: Uh, I do. I mean, do we want to figure out how much we're gonna read of it? The whole thing, or just the whole thing. Okay.
0: So it's it's. Here's the thing. Uh, I mean, it's it's a hundred. It's hundred and twenty-four pages. Yeah, but they're kid pages. They're gonna go quick. Exactly, and they are kid pages, and a whole lot of them are like this, where the the margin at the beginning and the the first part of a chapter and the bottom part of the chapter barely make one page. Right. So like, it I I have a feeling it's going to be more boring than it's going to be <laughs> slow. So, well, there we go. A chapter book. Arl Stein's Goosebumps panelists. It's Candy Murder. Well, I believe that was Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon DeathReaders. And please discuss us extensively on Reddit. All right. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Ha. 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 Are you, are you Pacino or, or, <laughs> oh, uh, Pacino vocal warm ups
1: <laughs> Menzo Barenzan.
0: alright say hello to my halfling friend
1: say to hello what the f- I don't know It tripped I tripped I stumbled I tripped and stumbled
0: I trembled I stipped say, say hello to my halfling friends not bad you, you get credit for that half credit
1: half credit that's fair I can you fucking say it anyways <laughs> guess that's it no
0: new words i don't have any new words i don't think let me double check
1: unless we want to look up sublimate which i don't
0: i think it just means hide